People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And it starts now. The Civil War is a central event in America's historical consciousness, while the Revolution of 1776 through 1783 created the United States. The Civil War of 1861 through 1865 determined what kind of nation it would be. The war resolved two fundamental questions left unresolved by the Revolution. Whether the United States was to be a dissolvable confederation of sovereign states or an indivisible nation with a sovereign national government and whether this nation born of a declaration that all men were created with an equal right to liberty would continue to exist as the largest slaveholding country in the world so quick disclaimer here um i didn't make this episode for fear mongering i'm not trying to scare you or anybody here just for listens okay but we can't deny there's some crazy fucking shit going on right now okay um one man's death is causing all these riots and looting and now we got anarchist communities forming and pushing the police away making fences and gates and asking people for id to come in and out their own community patrolling with guns yeah so uh, i don't know um some crazy shit here and history is definitely happening happening right now people will be talking about this years from now <clears throat> so this is just me and my guests just talking about this crazy shit going on you know some of our opinions and maybe the possibility of a second civil war and i'm not talking about marvel here right some real shit down here is going on and i mean maybe it won't happen maybe it won't but if it did this is the perfect um formula for it to happen right it's something definitely sparked something and fucking crazy shit's going on it's just me and my guests talking about it so um i would love your opinions what you think about it what you think about racism or your experiences with racism or police brutality i would love to hear your story um you can always just uh shoot me an email screaming chewy at gmail.com send me a message on my facebook page screaming chewy show and uh, we'll be right right with you
everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Screaming Chewy Show. And I'd like to welcome back Roderick Edwards. Hey, hey, here we are. How you doing, Rod? All right. Hey, man, so last time we had a little chat, and, um, you know, we got into your life of an adoptee and uh, your life of an author and, you know, very interesting stuff. We also touched in a little bit about what was going on with the riots. I had mentioned that the next town over in Phoenix here, um, there was a protest, but the very next day after we talked, there was a fucking riot down here downtown. They busted a whole bunch of windows, tagged shit up, and um, looted. Not as bad as other states, but what the fuck, right? Yeah, well, we did write the book, you know, How to Overthrow Our Government. So, and it's ironic that, you know, shortly after it was published, obviously they didn't have anything to do with it, but it's like, wow, okay. Somebody reading my book or what? And not tell me about it? I think that's very much <laughs> happening. Like like you mentioned to me the other day about um, uh, what's in Seattle, Washington, what's going on? Yeah, they, they took over like seven blocks of that of Seattle and basically declaring it a, a, an autonomous zone, a, basically a free from the United States, its own country, basically. So, when, oh, my bad. Go so, ahead. No, no. So what we're... What's going on here is, as you said, the riots, but I guess we should unpack, as everybody should already know by now, how we got to this point, right? Mm-hmm. You going to lay it out for us? Yeah, so, it, um, of course, um, I'm, I'm a little confused here because, I mean, I definitely believe there's police brutality. It's really a big problem. Racism, of course, it's still a problem. But I'm a little confused with the whole, because it started with George Floyd, right? Now, it's fucked up what happened you know, whether he had drugs in his system or not. I mean, it's still fucked up that that cop killed him. But like you mentioned, it wasn't just a white cop that killed him, right? No, we know that definitely the guy in the front was Asian. He's, uh, I'm trying to remember the name. He's from Laos. I can't remember the name. Of the, there's a name for the group of people, but he's from Laos. So he's Asian. And I originally heard that one of the guys in the back was black and one was Hispanic. I'm not certain that's true. Uh, one of them definitely has a, I can't remember where, what nationality is from, but anyhow, there were two guys, they don't show it in the pictures you always see, but we need to show that picture, but there's two guys holding his legs down while the other guy's got his, his knee into his, to his throat for what, eight minutes and 46 seconds, I believe they said, and they all have their hands in their pockets, oddly enough. So to, to me, this issue was not a clear cut, this is a white cop against a black person, especially since the Chauvin, the, the, the white cop knew George Floyd from a day job that they both shared together. So mm -hmm. something going on here, which, which hasn't been unpacked yet, doesn't mean, doesn't excuse any of the other stuff, but I'm not certain this was a clear cut racial issue. It was basically bad cops against somebody else. I agree. However, like if I was, you know, if I was, I imagine there's some black person out there right now yelling a screamer or not black person, white person, anyway, you're not, you know, they're at the point where, where we've had enough's enough. Okay. Yeah, I get that. We had the Rodney King. We had all these other guys that, that's happened before, uh, just recently even, uh, that's happened. The guy who was trying to sell cigarettes, you know. Oh, he got know. choked out, huh? Yeah, all these things have been going on. Enough is enough. It's got to a bullying point where here we are now. So uh, somebody mentioned that uh, we this is the wake-up call, but somebody, I've seen a meme that says the wake-up call was in 1619, basically, is when the English founded. Jamestown. So basically, they're trying to say that we've, they've been telling us all that time that 
this is unright. This is not right. So, and I get that part. So here we are with the riots now, but the problem with these riots, and we just mentioned Seattle, um, is that it's not just uh, Black Lives Matter, not just Black people trying to express the, the oppression. You're taking, you have all kinds of people taking advantage of this, of this chaos right now, the Antifa and everybody else taking advantage of it. So like basically multiple revolutions going on at once here. Yeah, so there's definitely something else going on besides just protests because a lot of, <clears throat> from what I'm reading is a lot of protests started peaceful and um, they have all these pictures of white guys. Some of them even had the little radials, you know, like a cop would have on his ear, that little clear coil wire. And um, a lot of them starting fires, you know, lighting pellets on fire in the middle of the city. Uh, this other guy, white guy, you know, he had a gas mask on and an umbrella, and he was breaking windows at an auto zone. And that was the auto zone that was later lit on fire by other people, the protesters. So there's definitely anti for some kind of, some people say they're cops. So there's some kind of agenda going on trying to fuel the fire. So they're definitely starting shit, but all the rioters are angry and they're continuing to do the work. You know, they're doing what they want people to do. Right. Well, obviously your show delves in a lot into conspiracies. So we could, we could look at many different directions here. First of all, the first thing is really strange. Here you have this cop for eight minutes and 46 seconds while he's being videotaped with his hands in his pocket after all these other things have happened and obviously he has to go through his head if he was any kind of rational person at all going, damn, if I do this, that's the end of me. And all, all the other guys are standing around too. You know, the, the cop that's holding everybody back. Yeah, one of those guys said, well, we shouldn't be doing this. It almost seems like it was planned. I, I hate to say that though, but it almost seems like it was. You're right. So what, for what purposes? And even after they're dragging fucking Floyd still handcuffed, after the, he lets him go, you could tell he's fucking dead or unconscious. I mean, he's like fucking ragdolling. And they, they just throw him on the gurney. You know, these cops come out of the back of the ambulance. It doesn't even yeah, look Yeah, yeah. Like Did you notice that? They're, they're, not even, they're not even medical personnel. They were in, in a bulletproof jacket, vest. What the hell is that about? Like, that's not normal, you know? <laughs> Something's not right about this entire thing. Or you watched the video, I think you sent me a video, or somebody did, where the, the, the original two cops, which wasn't Chauvin, it was somebody else, I believe, who come up from across the street, their car's nowhere near uh, the store where this, where this is going on. And then you know, all these different cop cars coming in at different times and waving off different cars. It's just really strange. To me, it almost seems planned, like they planned to execute them because they knew it would cause this kind of shit. Yeah, for sure. How, how are we ever going to know? I mean, we're just two guys. I mean, who, you had the whole Epstein thing that went on, and people still don't know. I mean, when he got arrested and put in prison, not to get off track too much, everybody joked because they all knew he wasn't going to live too much longer. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Oh, and then we, we conveniently don't have video. So, I mean, who? this is not a far fetch to say somehow this all this shit was planned too. Yeah. Exact defect of causing chaos. Major, major chaos. And and it seems like it's going that way, right? Because it started with George Floyd's death and people protesting. Then it went to rioting, rioting and looting. And now they're fucking starting uh, anarchist communities and taking over the town. Like, Well, not to mention the whole pallets of bricks that are appearing around town. You've seen those too. 
Yes. With the or that video with the cops fucking Yeah. Getting the bricks out of the truck. Out of the truck. Yeah, there's there's just too many weird things and how he pulling back with because for example, like, cops, law enforcement in general can normally contain like concerts and things like that where there's fifty thousand people. Somehow in Indianapolis, there was only like hundred to two hundred people out in downtown Indianapolis and breaking windows and stuff. Somehow they couldn't contain two hundred people from doing all that damage. It's almost like somebody's telling them to, hey, pull back, let it happen. Why? I don't get it. That's true, hon. These people weren't even armed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, and then they can, you could do it peaceful, sort of like the whole George Floyd. Once they had him subdued, let's, let's say they're, they're, it's completely honest and they were just cops trying to subdue him. He was resisting. He had the, the drugs in the system. So he's fighting back a little bit. He's six foot five or however, however tall the dude is. So these cops, which were smaller than him, let's say they wanted to subdue him. They wanted to calm him down. They wanted to do whatever. They could have easily subdued him, put some zip ties on his feet, which they had him down, put him on his hands, and he's done. There's no need to put your knee in his, to his neck or anything like that. So the same thing. These cops could have subdued one to 200 people in downtown Indianapolis, but somehow they just let him rip up the city. I don't quite get it. Yeah. And at one point, they just, all the cops, like, just retreated, they left, and they went to go protect that white cop's house. Yeah. So now we need to talk about the other side. So here we have that they call systematic racism, which I'm, I am and not sure how what they mean by that, because they'll say, well, black people are more likely to get pulled over by cops and harassed by cops. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, some people say, well, you'll never know because you're white. Well, I don't know, Chewy, have do you, you're not white, but do you see any increase? You're not also not black, but do you feel like cops treat you any different than anybody else? Be honest. No, not, from my experience, I have had a cop screaming in my face when I was in high school. He was like fucking pissed off at me, but it was a Mexican cop too. <laughs> the white yeah. cop was actually cool as fuck. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm a white dude, and I've had many, many peaceful exchanges with cops. I'm 50, almost 52 years old now. And I've had peaceful exchanges with cops, and I've had not very peaceful exchanges with cops. Now, no, I have I ever been beat down. No, I haven't. Plus, though, on the second thing, I've never resisted. I've never tried to fight back. I've never said, you ain't fucking arrest me, you dumbass shit. No, I've never done any of that stuff. I, I'm, you know, like one time I was pulled over, I didn't have my license with me because I was working at one of those rental centers, and I left it back because I had to constantly go into a bad neighborhood, so I didn't want to have my stuff stolen. So I forgot to take my ID with me, so I left my whole wallet back at the shop. And I'm like a half a mile away from the shop and I get pulled over by this cop with these mirrored glasses. I go, oh, great. I know what's going to happen. Because I, I went through a yellow light. It wasn't even red. And he's like, he didn't ask me for my ID. I didn't have it. And he's like, how do I, how do I know who you are? I said, well, I work here. I'm in a work truck that says the work name right inside of it. What happens if the truck falls over on its side? You know, acting like a dumbass. I said, well, the number's also in the back. Because he's being a dumbass. You know, and so I've had people be cops like that too. And it, a lot of cops... It's an arrogant profession, and I get they probably get sick of dealing with stupid people anyhow. I know I would. I wouldn't want to be a cop. Imagine how many times you get called out to a domestic dispute, and like, what the hell are you fighting over? I mean, she wasn't. She's hiding my weed, man. I'm fucking get that. But just dumb shit. If I was a cop, I I couldn't handle it day in and day out, and day in and day out, just dumb shit. You'd go off at one point. You just want to go up and just beat the shit out of somebody. Shut the fuck up about this stuff. What is your problem? I know they can't. They're not supposed to, but you know you have to feel like you want to do that. 
Yeah, and it's I noticed it. It seems like they're worse in like big cities, you know, like Chicago or New York, where crime's really bad. So mm-hmm. you know, like you're saying, they're just probably tired of that shit, you know, like like they don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, and then there are, there are and legitimately in every walk of life and every profession corrupt people. There's corrupt politicians. There's corrupt doctors that that do corrupt things. There's corrupt cops. There's corrupt teachers. There's corrupt everything. There's corrupt machinists, I bet. Right? Yeah, so you can't say the cops are always going to be perfect, so they need a better system to vet those cops out and weed them out before they get to their point. Yeah, because there's been situations where clearly the cop killed somebody, an innocent person, clearly, Mm -hmm. and they just get like a two-week vacation. Yeah, that's definitely sending the wrong message. But I mean, it happens in other professions too. I mean, you have a, a child molester who basically gets to still work at a school. What the hell? You know? Yeah, yeah that's true. So it's not it's not just cops. There's all kinds of issues where this goes. We talked about this in some previous episode where we were talking about bleeding heart liberals that sometimes will, well, we need to give them a second chance. Now, I'm not saying that's what's going on with cops, the reason they get a second chance, but that's what happens a lot of times. And a lot of times it's not just the cops, but the cops union, like in a workforce, you know, like a union is, you know, to make sure you get uh, fair wages and this and that and benefits and all that. But when it comes to cop unions, the union's job is not to make sure they get fair wages and treated well and all that. It's to make sure they get less fucking penalty when they do a crime. That's their job. Yeah. (laughs) basically their job and that's that has that's a problem too it needs to be reformed there's other ways going about this and i know i've had at least one relative saying hey you know protests have done nothing people walking around with signs have done nothing we need some violence we need to burn down some buildings to get the attention now we can't deny it has gotten attention whether it's going to be good attention in the long run we don't know yet it might not be positive it might be a bad attention especially when you say well, we need to defund police departments. How's that going to work? I don't quite understand how that's going to work for the people. Because now the people who need police the most to help protect them are people who can't afford private security. Because I, I went to Dominican Republic where I, where I through my work one time, multiple for multiple months. And one thing they have down there, they have cops, but the cops mainly uh, are for traffic violations and stuff like that. They're not like the cops we have here. But if you want somebody to protect your house, you actually hire private security. And there's private, really? Yeah, private security are in front of grocery stores and stuff down there. That's how you have them down there. So the point is, if we got rid of cops in, in the United States, it would be private security. Everybody have their own private security, but people who don't can't afford it wouldn't have that. How are they going to protect themselves? Nobody's going to help them. Wow, very true. And just like what's going on in Seattle, that autonomous zone, yeah. uh, they're, they're actually, they have... Um, they want they want the fucking governor to defund the police in Seattle, right? Right. And yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work too. And like you were saying about privatized cops, do you think the corruption is gonna be any better? I don't. That'll be worse. That'll be worse. I thought there was a whole big hubbub back when Bush invaded Iraq and he was using the black what is it Blackwater or whatever it was some private security firm. They were all pissed off at him about that because obviously they didn't have the same. Uh, limitations as as regular U.S. military did. It'd be the same thing here if you had you didn't have cops that had the oversight like they do now. 
you would have private security firms that could easily just, oh, we'll just cover this up or whatever. We, oh, he no longer works for us. We don't know where he went. You know, stuff, that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And what's weird is it kind of seems like it might be going that way because so in Washington, what's going on right now, they're also, they also have cops in riot gear wandering the streets, but they have no name labels and no identification. And these guys, they're saying they're, they're uh, corrections officers, the ones that deal with the riots in prisons, they're on the streets now, but they have no name tag, like, so that's kind of scary, right? Because if you're in a riot, these cops beat the fuck out of you or fucking kill you because they're actually shooting people with uh, rubber bullets directly to the face, which can be very lethal. Uh, they're actually supposed to shoot at the ground and have the bullet bounce up at you because mm-hmm. uh, such high velocity. Velocity. People think rubber bullets are non-lethal. That's not true. It's called less lethal. But they can fucking kill you, and they're shooting them directly at people's faces, doing major damage, skull fractures, fucking break your face, and killing people. If it goes through your eyeball, you're dead. So they're doing serious damage to these people. And, I mean, you can look up these um, rubber bullet wounds, and they're fucking – it's horrible, dude. It looks like a regular bullet wound. And so these cops doing out there in the riots doing that. I mean, I could see some of that. Because some people are definitely, you know, violent. But some people are just there. They're just standing there and they get shot in the fucking face with it. And there's video footage of that. So now imagine these cops with no name tags doing that shit. And no no, no ID number, nothing. Yeah, no oversight at all. You can't even say, hey, this guy did it. Number 444 or whatever. You can't tell anybody who did it. So I don't understand this this solution that, that some people want. Because you got to have some kind of law enforcement. Otherwise, we're back to complete uh, every man for himself. And I thought that that was one thing, for example, that leftists don't want because they don't want people to have guns because now I want, actually want to have more guns because of this. You know, they're, they're telling me now that I can't trust my the authority to help protect me, which I never did. Only, only anyhow, because obviously it takes cops eight hours, eight minutes or longer to get to your house, usually, if something went down. So... Mm-hmm. And it, I heard a lot of the leftists too are part of those groups in the the uh, autonomous zone. Yeah, they are. That's it. That, so, like I said, we have we have the Black Lives Matter. And actually, I was watching a video here earlier where in Seattle, in that various zone, there was a, a, a Black Lives Matter woman who was speaking, and she was really pissed because there was another guy here who's basically an Antifa or Antifa, basically wanting you know anarchy, complete lawlessness. And she's saying, you hijacked our movement, which is true because you got multiple things going on here at once. And so we can't just dismiss it all at once. Like, I I think there's a good reason that we should finally ultimately settle what's going on with with Black America and how it's being manipulated. For example, I don't want to get too far into politics because we can go off on many rabbit trails, but we had Biden just recently say, you ain't Black unless you vote for me, basically. And we had, like I said, people say, well, that's a long time ago, but you need to put all this into his perspective if we're ever going to really deal with it. But Democrat party creates the KKK Democrat party uh, creates the Jim Crow laws where whites here and blacks there. And it's been like that. The Democrats are the ones that were turning hoses and dogs on people in the 1960s, blah, blah, blah. So we have to deal with all that. We can't. And, and now we have to say, why are this most black people support the Democrats and why don't see, all this needs to be put in the mix all at once. We can't just simplify and go, well, because white man bad, 
you know, that's, that's not going to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. We need to unpack it all and have rational adult conversations about that issue. Then we have the other issue. We have the anarchists who want to say, we want to overthrow the country. A lot of them are stupid little punks that don't realize, kind of like I wrote that book about, they don't realize what revolution and anarchy really brings. They, they're not ready for it. I guarantee you they're not ready for it. Yeah, I agree, man. Like you were talking in your book, <clears throat> um, if you're going to overthrow the government, you're labeled as a terrorist. So the, these cops and military personnel, whoever the government's going to throw at you, you're going to have to kill them or else they're going to kill you or your family, your friends, whoever's with you on your side in this revolution or whatever. It's going to be bloody as fuck. Yeah, and you've already, de- you already declared that you don't accept their authority. So you can't say, well, they got to play by their rules. Now, you know what? Now they don't even have to play by their own rules because you stopped playing by the rules too. Mm-hmm. And um, that, I, I don't know, dude, like, so that uh, auto, uh, autonomous zone, the mm-hmm. anarchist community, Mm-hmm. So there's no cops there. <clears throat> These guys are patrolling with guns, holding it down. They're also they're feeding forcing, the homeless. Forcing people to show ID and stuff when they go in and out of their own homes. Mm-hmm. They're taking and over. First thing they did, I think it's hilarious, though. The first thing they did when they took over the zone is they basically put a wall around it, a wall of chain link fence. The very, the very people who basically, we don't want a wall between America and Mexico, are the ones who put a wall up between their own new brand new country. Yes. It's such hypocrisy. And all the and they were a lot of them were leftists too. They were against guns and now they're patrolling the perimeter with guns. Yeah. It's hypocrisy and they're forcing people to show their ID. You know why? You're the same people didn't want to show have people show their ID when they vote, let alone walk into their own home. Yeah, it makes no sense. And that's that's what makes me question, are they really leftists or are they like Antifa being paid to do this? I mean <laughs> Well, leftists do. Leftists do a lot of times, though, and that's what Antifa is leftist. But they, a lot of times, leftists end up being the very thing they claim they're against. Because Antifa or Antifa obviously is against fascism, and fascism basically just means forcing somebody to comply. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're forcing you to comply. Mm-hmm. And these guys are known for starting riots and violence, yeah. and they're, they're funded. Mm-hmm. Funded by whom? Mm-hmm. And so supposedly Black Lives Matter has, has somehow called itself a corporation so it can take uh, donations. If you're a corporation, though, you have to have a stru- structure of a corporation. You have to have a leader. You have to have a CEO. You have to have a board. And people are beginning to question, who is the board? Who's the head of the Black Lives Matter? And who is your board? How are you accepting funding? And then, um, you know, I get it. You know, I understand about the protests and all that or how people are tired. I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I see what's going on, and I agree with some of it. But some I don't agree with, like the looting. Like, you know, people are saying, fuck them, fuck those stores. You know, they got insurance, but uh, not all of them, bro. You know, not the little ones, not the little liquor store right around the corner and shit, you know? Not only that, a lot of the insurance policies say that they don't cover in cases of civil unrest. So even if you're a big store and your store is getting destroyed, if, it's, if they say, no, we're not insuring you because civil unrest that has nothing to do with, you'll find that your policy's not covering you. Yeah, and it's fucked up because these people took a big blow because of COVID. They were shut down for like a couple months. And now Just they're... Barely, open up, yep. Mm-hmm, they barely start opening back up and now they're fucking breaking and looting and setting their places on fucking fire, yo. Like, what the fuck? 
nothing says justice and, you know, try to get justice from George Floyd than stealing a big screen TV. I don't quite get that. Or some Jordans or iPhones. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, so there, I mean, I, and I'm not saying everybody's doing that. There's people like they're against the looters, you know, right. um, oh, like like in Tucson when they, um when they rioted down here in uh downtown, um there was a video of this guy breaking windows and somebody recorded him. He's like, yo, yo, that's a family-owned business, and he stops it. He's like, oh my bad, yo, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're defaming uh. They're defaming monuments that actually are monuments to, for example, black soldiers in the Civil War and things like that. They don't even realize what they're doing. They're just destroying everything. You realize, yeah, it's people who actually fought for freedom, black guys who fought for freedom, and you're defaming their mem their memory. <laughs> that. So there's something going on, and, and a lot of people aren't acting. They're reacting. You know, they're angry, and definitely there's an agenda going on and something's using their anger, you know, like anti-fun, these white guys or cops or whatever, starting fires or starting to break windows, but people follow and continue to break windows and set buildings on fire. So I'm not saying, you know, these anti-fun or whatever are innocent, but they're definitely starting something and people are following and going through with, with what they want them to do. They want people to write. They want people to get violent. And yeah, I believe there's multiple agendas. Obviously, there's like there, there's, these are people who are taking opportunity of the chaos to add to whatever they want to do. And again, I think you you and I spoke about this before. There's actually probably some people who just, hey, dude, you know we want to go downtown and just get in some shit and see what's going on down there. They don't even care. They have no idea what's going on, but they want to get in the mix because it's fun. Very true. There's some of that too. I'm sure. Yeah, and people that probably always wanted to start shit. They're like, fuck yeah, now we, we we get to fucking break shit? Fuck yeah. Yeah, nobody's getting arrested because they're not even coming out. The police are already going out, blah, blah, blah. We could get some guy a beat down, you know? I don't know. I just, I, as a human being, even somebody I didn't dislike, if I start beating them down and there's blood squirting over there and they're screaming and everything else, I don't know if I could go through with it. Oh, <laughs> dude, you seen that store owner that got beat up? Yeah. They beat the fuck out of him. Like 10 black dudes on this white dude. They beat the fuck out of him. It looked like that's he the one that had dead. the sword. Is that the one that had the sword? Yeah. Yeah. So he had a sword and he was trying to protect him. And then they started throwing rocks out. Cause I keep trying to find the video. I found it a couple of times. They never show you the whole video, but here he's, he's walking away from him. They're throwing rocks at him. He's trying to run away now because they're throwing more and more rocks at him. Eventually start hitting him. He start, you know, and then he responds and starts running towards him. Then they throw a bunch of rocks and then they just beat him. And then you see his whole body all crumpled up here and his leg all twisted. <laughs> it's like crazy. He's all bloody. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. Even if I was angry, even if I was, even if I was a child molester, I was like, okay, he deserves it. I just, I just don't think I could be that inhumane against somebody. I'd say, no, let's just finish it. Let's not do that to him. That's yeah. And he was a store owner. You know, I mean, the description said he was defending his store. I yeah, don't know really what went down. Like, I don't know if he's like, fuck you guys. I, I really don't know. But, I mean, 10 guys on one guy. What the fuck, man? You know? Yeah. And then, um, not only that, but people are taking their fucking children to these things, yo. Yeah, it's violence. You don't. You never know what can break out. Like, oh, these people are fucking idiots. Like, if you're going to take your kid to a riot, you don't deserve to have a kid. Yeah. I mean, there's some violent shit. People are getting really fucking hurt. 
rubber bullets flying, rocks flying, fucking people getting homeless guys, fucking bed, mattress, and lighting it on fire. Like, some fucking you see, shit. You see the Sesame Street one where Elmo and his dad are supposed to be talking and his dad's telling about, you know, the, the riots that are going on. Yes. <laughs> Elmo's looking out of the window and, hey, dad, what, what, those people look mad. Are they, are they sad? Well, yes, Elmo, they are sad, blah, blah, blah. He goes on and on and explains all this stuff. But the one thing he doesn't do, which will be more realistic, Elmo says, like, Dad, what, why are they burning down that building? Why are they beating up on that guy? Why did you shoot that cop in the head? But they never, they never address that part because there's all that part, too. I get the peaceful protest, and I always think human beings should be able, that's, that's a human right to be able to complain and voice your disagreement. That's just, that's a human right. I don't care where you're from. However, once you cross the line and start destroying other people's property, especially innocent people that have nothing to do with it, you want to try to burn down a police precinct because you believe the police did something. That's one thing. When you burn down the McDonald's or the, or the, you know, the, the target that has nothing to do with it and hurt, hurt other people's livelihood, people's jobs and people's ability to buy things, you've crossed a different line. So, but they don't want to address that. Instead, it's almost like they sanitize the whole thing. And, and it's going to probably be remembered in history books. You and I and, when we're 70, you're going to be looking back at this and going, oh, that's not exactly how it happened. Why does it say it happened this way? We Very were true. And then I hear people talking about Target. So I guess how it started is they were fucking up the precinct. They ended up on fire later, but they were fucking it up, and people were running in Target and getting supplies. And the store owner's like, no, get the fuck out of here. You know, I mean, I wouldn't want to be involved in that shit if I was a store owner. Uh-uh. I'd be like, that's you guys. But I, I, so I guess that's why they got mad and fucking busted everything up and looted Target. They turned on him. Yeah, like, so there's definitely people that are angry. And I mean, it, it it's kind of ridiculous. I hate to say this. And, and, and I, I completely understand why people are mad. But some people are not being very rational, especially on social media. I see so many people, they're like, oh, well, if you don't agree with the looting, then you're a racist because you like objects better than people. It's like, yeah. what? You care about buildings more than you people's lives. Well, what about all the lives that have been lost since George Floyd? There's been black officers had their lives, black retired guys. There's all kinds of people who've lost their lives over this, beyond this stuff. So, I mean, if I was George Floyd up in heaven or wherever he is going, damn, I didn't want all this to happen. Look at all the people that died. Yeah. And, you know, all these people, like like you said, bro, all these people starting that shit, they don't know what they're starting. Like, if you're going to fight the government, you better fucking get ready, yo. Because yeah. it's not just rioting. It's going to get worse. And, no, and I don't want to hear them say, hey, about my rights, you can't, your rights just went out the window because you don't, you're basically, you're, you're, you're a rebel. You're, you don't care anymore. So all the rules that applied, you can't sit there and go, now I'm going to sue the police. Well, you've gone beyond that. You, you, you don't even, you don't even acknowledge their authority or their, their ability to be the police. So. And then um, imagine also what's going on. I also see influence in other countries because um, in Mexico, the police brutality and corruption is really bad also, and it's more obvious over there. They don't, over here, they hide it better. But recently over there, um, this guy, he didn't have a COVID mask on, so they arrested him, took him to the precinct, right? 
Well, his family was starting to wonder what happened. So they went to the precinct looking for him. And the cops are like, oh, he's at this hospital. Go look for him. They go to the hospital and he's fucking dead, yo. He had a gunshot wound on his foot and he died from blunt force trauma. They beat the fuck out of this guy. Over a mask. I haven't worn a mask at all yet, by the way. Yeah. And so people started protesting in that town and they lit a fucking cop on fire in camera. <laughs> I saw that. That's I didn't know that was the reason why they did it though. Yep. I'm thinking of it. Somebody sent me this too long ago. It's a Mike Tyson quote. They're trying to use it to prove their point. I think Mike Tyson, they said, he said, it's all good and well. Your plans are all good and well until you get hit in the face. Nice. <laughs> it's true, but here's the problem with it. That means that you're responding out of, out of reaction, irrational. And we do, because if you get hit in the face, you're not going to, well, wonder what I should do next. I'm, I don't, my, you're not going to think that way. I get that. But all you're doing is admitting that instead of acting rationally, you're destroying your, your neighborhoods. You're destroying all – like there's, a lot of these places aren't going to come back to your neighborhood. Even if they do rebuild, they're not coming back to your neighborhood. They're done with you. Yeah. And so then you go, well, that's the reason black communities are oppressed because we don't have businesses and we just live in these slums. Well, because every time somebody wants to come to your neighborhood, you do dumb shit like this. Quit it. Yep. And there's probably just as many black people who are going – yeah, this is dumb shit. Look what they're destroying my neighborhood. I've seen videos where people saying, quit this shit. You know, black people, quit this shit. You're destroying my own neighborhood. My, my grandma who lives down the street now can't go get her, her drugs at CVS because it's burnt down. Stuff like that. I've seen that. Oh, but, yes. And some of these towns, exactly. they don't have food because there's right. no stores. <laughs> yeah. But so what's the answer? I don't know. Somebody, what, that's it. We, we have yet to see if this is going to be a positive impact or a negative impact. It could be worse. My sister thinks, well, you guys keep it up and you're going to have what you really don't want, which would be martial law. Yes. All the police will be gone. You'll have the military patrolling the street and they don't have to go play by the same rules the police did. It's different. And they're already patrolling some states, but I don't think it's martial law. I, I really yet, don't know. No. Uh -uh. I think they're still under the authority of the local government. They're just there to help. More now to understand. So, yes, yeah, the National Guard, right? Right. Hey, you. Yeah, you over there. Do you like paranormal stuff? You like abandoned places? You like to, like, go check out some historical stuff? Maybe you like food. Maybe you like good music. I don't like Black Flag or maybe Black Sabbath. Well, we do too. So come check us out at Punk Rock Explorers Podcast. That's Punk Rock Explorers Podcast. Peace. What is the most dangerous book you have ever read? How about Mein Kampf by the notorious leader of the Nazis, Adolf Hitler? Or the book the Beatles warn us about in their classic song, Revolution? Quotations from Chinese Communist leader, Chairman Mao. Maybe you would hide your copy of Bertrand Russell's Why I'm Not a Christian. Or even semi-fictional works like Salman Rushdie's book, The Satanic Verses. That book had him living in hiding from angry Muhammad followers. But what about a book that is most likely not only dangerous to own and read, but could very well be illegal in many countries? Roderick Edwards' book, How to Overthrow Our Government, takes the reader on a historical and hypothetical journey of revolutions, civil war, and sedition. 
from ancient Chinese farmers turning their farm tools into weapons, to the attempted impeachment of the U.S. President Trump. This book has it all. Get it today before it's banned forever. So get this, these uh, anarchist communities, what's going on in Seattle. So obviously there's no cops there. And I think it's, be, uh, it's part of the reason also is because uh, the, the cops, they pushed that old man down and he got a head injury. Yeah. And uh, so like fucking 50 cops or some shit, they resigned. Yeah. Well, you see though, okay. I'm not saying he deserved anything that, but look, if you back up on the videos, a lot of the videos show him just getting pushed down. He's just standing there. It looks like he's just supposedly even the people that were on his side, fellow protester says he was running around. First of all, he looks like a, it was like a six foot seven dude. He's, he's huge. Yeah. So, but anyhow, they said that he was trying to stir people up, even stirring the, trying to stir the crowd up. He was just constantly agitating, agitating, agitating. And finally they pushed him and he fell down and obviously hit his head and blood came out of his ear. Now I'm not saying he deserved that, but it wasn't like they tackled him and put his knee and they just pushed him and he fell down. Yep. And he was right up in the cop's face. You don't get up in people's face like that, especially a cop during a tense situation. You're kind of to blame yourself if you're going to oh. get Oh, yeah, while well, these cops are patrolling, anybody just standing in the way, they'd fucking push you out of the way. Some cops, I haven't seen them run towards somebody to push them. As yeah, well. that's, that's wrong. But the, the instance that you're talking about, I've seen that the, he, that guy actually went up to the cop. Okay. Uh, like, but like, like that. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, like you said, I, I didn't, I didn't see the whole video. I just saw where they fucking pushed them. That's all they were playing. Yeah, that's what they had to only show some bits and pieces of it. But I had a situation like that again. Dominican Republic. I was working there for a month or so, and I'm standing. Maybe I've told the story before, but I'll tell it again because it's relevant right here. I was standing outside the hotel, waiting for my the the minivan to come pick me up to take me to the office because I'm obviously in a foreign country. And I'm standing there waiting, and suddenly these five or six black SUVs pull up really fast at weird angles out jumps all these guys with like machine guns. I'm like, Oh shit, what's going on here? Is this some kind of, are they going to kill all the Americans in here? Is this one of those? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Do I step backwards? Do I step forward? What the hell do I do? I couldn't, fortunately I didn't do anything because what it was is the president of the, of the country was coming to eat lunch there in the hotel. Cause it's one of the fanciest places they have there. And so had I ran towards or ran away, maybe I would have put myself in violence by reacting more than I should have. So. Hey, that's for real, huh? So they just, they just wanted to secure the perimeter real, real quick while their president came yeah, in. Yeah, so ate. if I would have jumped, lunged towards him and go, what the hell's going on? Or said something crazy, maybe they would have rushed towards me and secured me because I looked like I'd be in hostile. Especially if you don't speak their language too, you know? <laughs> yeah, Spanish. Hey, what's going on? Oh. <laughs> Get a chimichurra. Don't kill me, oh. <laughs> plantain. They eat some plantains in there. Oh, the fried bananas. Yeah, that's Dominican Republic's not Hispanic Mexican at all. I, I know I took my wife there one time and she was like, Well, looking for tacos. I said, You realize they don't eat tacos here. They eat plantains. <laughs> not Mexicans. They talk about racist. You don't even realize there's different kinds of Latinos. Oh, yeah, they, they, Mexicans talk shit about Dominicans, but Dominicans talk shit about Mexicans. Or, yeah, Americans. yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um... don't speak any real Spanish. We speak Castilian. That's the mother tongue for Spain. Whatever that shit you're speaking, that ain't even Spanish. The Dominicans be like, Oh, yeah, mommy, que no tu sabes, mommy. <laughs> yeah. 
But um, like uh, I say, I was saying, uh, we're talking about martial law and right. um, the uh, anarchist community. So get this: let's say they deploy the military there, right, to deal with it. Well, mm -hmm. isn't there a law that prevents the military? like uh, acting like police uh, i forgot the law name but it sounds like a latin name yeah there's certain kind of laws that the military cannot act on u.s citizens directly within domestic borders sort of like the the fbi and cia fbi is supposed to be domestic cia is supposed to be outside of america so same concept the military i can't remember the name either unfortunately but i know what you're talking about what they should do if they're going to do i think they're just kind of wait them out see if they fizzle and, and disband like Again, if you read my book, you'll find out that I talk about different approaches towards what goes on when a revolution sparks. You can either ignore it and wait until it fizzles out. You can try to push back against it and either one, make it worse, or two, quell it, one or the other. So they could send a bunch of military in there or police force and just basically clear the area. That might work, or it could make it worse. Flash as a, as a violent, possible, full-fledged revolution, maybe even. Or they could do something more systematic like, okay, we're going to shut all water and power off to that area. And then we're going to surround the area and nobody's allowed to leave the area. So if you're in there, have fun with your utopia because you're not coming out here. And it's going to be a, another David Koresh. Yeah, as long as they don't go in. But the problem is there's also innocent people that have nothing to do with that shit that are stuck inside this zone. That all they were, That's just where they live. And unfortunately, they didn't have anything to do with it. They're still going to work. And, and everything else and they can't go to and from unless they have ID showing they're in that area. Yeah, so they're to deal with them, they're gonna have to do martial law because they can't just, you know, without martial law, the military can't just go up to up to them and just act like the police, you know? No, not directly. I, however, the the chief of police there in Seattle, a black woman. She just was saying all over the, all over the TV that she, it was not her decision to withdraw out of that precinct. I think if the mayor ordered her to do that, when I can tell. The mayor's not really taking responsibility either. So nobody knows why the police even withdrew from the area. Weird, right? Almost like, yeah, again, like all right, have fun. Well, to me, it makes reminds me of the whole Baltimore thing that happened a few years back where the lady, the mayor was saying, we need to give the protesters room to destroy. What the hell? These are people's livelihoods. Either protect and serve like they're supposed to, or shut up. Mm -hmm. Withdrew the police from that area, and then here's what happened. And I don't know, if you ask me, that there's something's not making sense, and they're definitely fueling the fire. There's definitely an agenda here. And, you know, there's been rumors about something like this for a while. Like, like when they were trying to impeach Trump, I heard many rumors of if he does get impeached, then... There will be riots, you know, Antifa and all these people are going to cause violence and they're threatening violence if he were to get impeached. Well, he never got impeached. So maybe they still have that violence in them, you know? <laughs> well, I don't, I, I think the problem is going to be in this, in this election, no matter who wins, whether it's Trump or Biden, there's going to be violence. The way. Yeah. I don't think there's a way of avoiding that. We have Trump getting ready to hold a rally on the 19th of June, June Juneteenth, they call it, because it's the commemoration of when, let's, let's, let's do a side thing here for a moment. Juneteenth, which is a holiday. Have you heard this phrase before? I've heard it, but I, I didn't really look into it. So let me give a little sl slight history. So the Emancipation Proclamation by Abraham Lincoln, everybody kind of aware of that when he basically said that the slaves are all free. 
he gives that in 1863. But there's a Texas town, I think it was Galveston, Texas, from Wright, um, who for whatever reason, the message didn't get to them because obviously they don't have the internet, they don't have radio and TV like we do now. So they had to actually send messengers to various parts of the South and say, hey, people are free now, according to the, according to the, the president. So Galveston, Texas, it took two years before that message got there in 1865 that the, that the, that the blacks have been freed, the slaves have been freed. And so it, on June 19th of, 19, of 1865, that message finally got there. And so that's when they had their whole idea that they were free and they left that, that whole region. So anyhow, on June 19th, Trump plans to have a rally here in Jacksonville, Florida. I believe it is. No, not Jacksonville, Florida. It's Oklahoma. I'm sorry. In Oklahoma, uh, which is the site, basically on the same site where 99 years ago, there was another kind of race riot that went on that killed a whole bunch of black people. Oh, but anyhow, fuck. Side point there. But my point is, is no matter what happens, I think there's going to be rioting. And now if I wanted to go on the other side, if I wanted to be like a full-fledged leftist, I could say, well, Trump's orchestrated all this because he knows that he's going to feed his base and, and get them riled up because they hate black people and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and they're going to be, a, there'll be a backlash against all these leftists and black and, and black people and they'll really, really support him. And that way he win and cheat and get the election. That's, I mean, if I was going to go the other way, I could say that conspiracy theory from the left side. Yep. If I was going from the right side, I could say, well, since the impeachment didn't work, which was never going to work, and since the COVID virus thing, which was apparently used to try to keep people quelled, didn't work, and, and since the economy was booming, that didn't work, now we can just use this riot and this violence and this race riot to, to get Trump out of there. See, he was an ineffective president. So we have conspiracies going on on both sides. Yep. Here we're just two guys. How are we trying to unpack this? We don't have enough information. All we can do is tell you here's the possibility. Yep, we're just trying to make sense of everything. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm just trying to tell people like, hey, look, racism, it's definitely out there. I agree with you. You know, I felt it myself sometimes, you know, not in extreme ways, like cops beat the fuck out of me or something. But I've seen discrimination and all that. Corruption, definitely. And of course, they're big problems, but people using racism to start riots, no, dude, not because of, because of Floyd, it, it, it doesn't make sense. It's got to be bigger than that. Yeah, and ra- racism is not going away. The reason why it's not going away, because it is human nature, not even human nature, I'll call animal nature, for same types of animals or people to want to be around their same types of people. And there's nothing necessarily negative about that. You might like to be around Hispanics more often than you like to be around white people or black people or Chinese people. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is when you have people say, well, they're not as good as me and I'm superior. That's the problem. And they shouldn't be allowed to do this and shouldn't be allowed to do that, especially in America. You should be allowed to do whatever you want within the bounds of the law, no matter what color you are. Yep. So... I don't know if there's a lot of that still going on. I know there was in, in America's history, but is there a lot of that still going on? I don't know. I don't think so. There's not, as far as I know, matter of fact, there's sometimes there's reverse. And I'm trying to, oh, yeah, you're talking about your white privilege now, Rod. Well, first of all, I was a, as we talked about in previous things, I was adopted. So talk about somebody who has no privilege. I, I didn't really even exist. Whether I was white or black or Chinese, I really didn't have any identity. So. But the point That's is crazy. Yeah, so that they really can't play that card with me. I didn't really exist. So, but the point is, is that 
to try to correct that, you've had just what we call maybe reverse racism. I've known people who have not been able to get jobs because they, oh, we have too many white people now. We got to hire a black person. What <laughs> that person feels, you know, the Negro College Fund. Well, I don't think I, I don't know where that anybody has a white college fund. As far as I know, there's no white congressional caucus. As far as I know, there's no no white Miss America. Well, what I've been told is, that, well, that, the the basic white, the basic Miss America is white Miss America. But I think for the last five or 10 years, a black woman's won, or somebody with not white skin's won Miss America. So this, this scenario, this premise is, maybe has been true in the past, but it's so untrue now, and it hasn't been true for at least since the late 70s. There hasn't been this kind of so-called systematic racism in America. But however, there will always be racism because people tend to flock towards their own kind, no matter what they, with shared language, shared color, shared interests, shared religion, whatever it is. And it's not necessarily bad. It's just what they like to be around. Yep. And they're definitely using that racism to fuel this, um, like, like you were saying how, you know, uh, they don't show the full video sometimes. Right. There was this one where this black guy, he would, so the video starts where he's already, uh, like, uh, handcuffed, right? Oh no, no, no. They're trying to handcuff him. The video starts where the cops already pointing a gun at him. And he's calling for backup. And the guy's like, what? You won't tell me why I got pulled over. Why? Why? Why won't you tell me? And then backup comes and the, the other cops like, shut the fuck up. You know, and they just like throw him to the ground and they're trying to handcuff him. But then they fucking go back and show the full video from the beginning. And this guy got pulled over and the cop straight up tells him, he's like, you were doing 100 in a 40. This is why I pulled you over. And he and he's like, and you won't show me your ID. Show me your ID. I need your ID. And the guy's like, no, man, no. Why are you doing this? Hey, hey. And the cop's like, I told you why. And he's like, no, man, you're not telling me why you, why you pulled me over. No, man, no. And the cop tries to handcuff him. And the guy turns around and pushes the cop away. And that's when he pulls his gun out. Right. And it's a situation right there, right? He probably... Mm-hmm. So the obvious situation. Now imagine again, you're a cop and this happens day in and day out. And who cares what color the person is that you're the perpetrator that you're arresting, but you have this person acting this way. And all you're trying to do is do what the law tells you to do. This guy's doing hundred miles an hour. You're trying to, you know, basically give him a ticket or get him off the road or whatever else. This is his reaction. Now let's suppose you've had this happen to you five and six times. And now you pull over this other dude and he's starting to act this way too. You're like, Oh shit. I've had enough of your shit. I have already had enough of this. And it's just human nature. You're going to want to, how, how do you keep your cool in that? I know I wouldn't want to be a cop because I wouldn't keep my cool. All right, get my tase gun out. I'm just going to, as soon as he opens his mouth, ah, and starts talking, yep. get him again until finally he shuts up. And then somebody's going to get me on video tasing this guy over and over. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, very true. But like, like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not funny, right? It's not funny. Well, you got to be human. You got to quit pretending you're some kind of social warrior and you're going to do things different. Sort of like the whole thing is going on there in Seattle. All these people who had all these dreams of this perfect utopia life, they would, if they were in charge, what it would be like. Well, now they are in charge for at least a little bit in that seven block radius. And they're acting just like the people they say they hate. They're forcing people to show ID. They're, they're uh, trying to extort people for money. Supposedly there's lawless going on, rapes and, and other things that are going on inside that zone. They blocked off all the streets and, and not letting people move freely around. All the things they claim they hate, they are now. You know? Yeah, very true. 
And yeah, in the book I talk about if you if you if a revolutionary wins the revolution, now he's got to govern. Do you know how to govern? Just because you can fight doesn't mean you can govern. Yeah, and what are they going to do if, if the city shuts down water and electricity, like you were seeing? Mm-hmm. And sewage. Put that down. Poop around everywhere. Unsanitary conditions. That'll piss people off. They yeah, they'll turn on each other on in a heartbeat. When they need medical assistance, and they say, "Nope, sorry, you're your own nation now. Figure out your own hospital." <laughs> yeah, like uh, when was it when uh, in Family Guy didn't Peter try to make his own city? I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Family Guy, but probably. But it was just like that. He was trying to make his own city, but he didn't think about all the shit he had to do to keep it going and make it legit. Like people don't think about the future, you know? Yeah, I guess they had a picture of the uh, supposedly they're start, trying to start a farm there in, in Seattle, in this area. And basically they just got a bunch of dirt and laid it on the ground right on top of the grass and just laid the plants there. Didn't really dig a hole or put them in there. And they're using like a watering can or water. How, how's that going to help anybody? doing yeah so like it's fucking i mean i think it's fucking awesome you know like to stand up for your rights and say fuck you to the government you know like you were saying you want to light the precinct on fire fuck yes but leave the businesses alone those people didn't do shit to you they're trying to make a, a life you know just like you are and and you know what I want to tell people is don't be so quick to react. Think, because think about it this year, right? We've had this whole COVID shit. And of course the virus exists, but the numbers have been fucked with that's out in the public. Now, everybody knows how fake the media is. Now there's so much misinformation out there. People are being aware of it. People are seeing the crookedness in politics and all this shit, Epstein and all that people are starting to see more. But they don't want you to see this. Like Corey Feldman, he made a fucking movie not too long ago exposing pedophiles in Hollywood and Epstein. But nobody talked about it because everybody was talking about COVID. Now, COVID is not in the agenda. Nobody's talking about COVID anymore. Yeah, I understand why the Killer Hornets didn't get it. You know, they they were up and coming and they never really got their day. You know? Yeah, they had a strong beginning and then they just fizzled out. Must have not pulled well. I was looking forward to that too. I was like, "All right, dude." People aren't really afraid of killer hornets, I guess. We need to go on with something else. It's like, do they have like a stack of cards, and they're like, "What should we use next?" And they're like, "Hornets," and they're like, "No, it's not getting enough traction." Oh shit! The Second Civil War, bam! Mm, that'll work. And people always talk about America, for example, being a democracy. And I don't want to get too far in this either, but democracy, America is not a democracy. And the matter of fact, the founders specifically hated democracy because it always devolves into mob rule. Whereas Republic says, here's some rules, and no matter who you are, you, you can't bend these rules. Like, for example, a long time ago, the little lady who had the, the house next to the highway they wanted to build, they couldn't build and had to always build around her. You remember those scenarios? Nowadays, it is take the old lady's crap. But anyhow, that's, that's the difference between a democracy. Democracy means just as whoever can, if you get enough majority or vocal people, then you can do what you want. And unfortunately, I think that's where we're going. We're, he- we're heading towards wherever a vocal majority is. You know, do this, do this, do this. Even if it's not a majority, just a vocal majority. And then it gets done against your own rights. You know? Mm-hmm. For sure. So I don't know. I don't, it's, it's scary times because, I don't know. 
Yeah, man. So what do you think? Do you think the second um, Civil War is going to happen? Well, I think if it doesn't happen before November 2020, it will definitely happen right around 2000. Now, what we need to watch, mark my words and watch it because you've been listening to me for a while. And I think you respect that I have this historical knowledge because history just repeats itself for the most part. If you understand how things happened, you're going to understand how they're going to happen. That's what my whole book about is about, about the, how to overthrow a government. It's basically showing you how it happened and why it's going to happen again, how it happened. So anyhow, we need to watch June 19th, which is going to be the first time Trump has a rally, a big rally like Oasis, and see if it's, this rally is, is surrounded by all these protesters. Because I was, if I was one of these protesters and I was thinking, of, okay, Trump's going to have his rally. We hate Trump. We need to get as many people as he can in this area. And then you're going to have to have the security forces, Trump security forces, whether it's the Secret Service or the military, whoever, they're going to have to try to keep this camp down. To me, it could be a flashpoint for something else. And so some people you shouldn't have a rally then because he's just going to cause this. Well, no, you also can't stop life and, because there's a risk of people being stupid. Yeah, if, if he doesn't have a rally because he's afraid of people starting violence, then the people won. Yeah, I, I yeah, I would suspect the people who are supporting him would probably begin to think he was too weak. Because one thing they, one reason why people are gravitate towards Trump, whether they hate his personality personally or not, is he got he has gonads. He he you know he sticks to his guns. He doesn't go. Well, what do the polls say? I should say. No, he just said, "Here's what I said. If you like it, you don't. You don't. You do. You don't." So that's one thing people like about him because he he's just a straight shooter. He doesn't sit there and take polls about what he should say. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's going to have this rally and let's watch and see what happens. My thing is if it ends up going off without much of a violence, then there's a good chance that things could settle back down. But the violence is very heavy there. That means we're continuing moving into this direction where maybe we could go to a full-fledged civil war. I don't know if you've been watching Biden, but Biden said if he's claiming that Trump's going to cheat, which is ironic considering Hillary Clinton definitely did cheat during her primary. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's in there claiming, but anyhow, not to get too political, but he says that Trump's going to cheat and steal the election. If he does, he's, that Biden's going to use the military to remove Trump from the White House. Well, that's unprecedented. You're going to talk about a president, you have to remove him from the White House. Again, America doesn't exist. When we get to that day, no matter whose side you're on, once we have to remove a president from the White House, America itself does no, no longer exist, no matter who becomes president. Damn, man. So he's, he's saying he's going to remove him. Now, interesting part, though, one more thing, since I'm the little amateur historian here in your program, Thomas Jefferson, I don't know if you've heard this phrase, he said every once in a while, Americans need to, he called it, refreshing the liberty tree. Every once in a while, and I'm paraphrasing, I can't remember the exact quote, every once in a while, Americans need to spill the blood of politicians, basically, to let them know who's in charge. Oh, nice, bro. I've never Thomas, heard yes. of that. I love it. <laughs> refreshing the liberty tree. Look it up sometime, the liberty tree. So here you have a, basically a president of the United States, one of the uh, revolutionaries, basically telling you that America every once in a while needs to spill blood to be able to maintain what it has now. So again, if I was one of these rioters, hey, I'm just doing what Thomas Jefferson told me to do. Take it to the politicians and tell them, hey, you better be afraid because we're in charge, not you. Exactly. Take it to the politicians. Yeah. Exactly. So I can sympathize a little bit there. I just Maybe I just don't like the fact that they're one, they're being by the rioters and looters and two they're they have no plan on if they actually did get any power mm -hmm. which is a big problem yeah that's the problem there
because like you how you mentioned that the revolutionary war worked so well is because they planned it for so many years before yep. they executed it right yep thomas Paine. it's called he wrote a book called common sense and if you ever look at that you can look at it. it's a really short book called common sense thomas Paine. a lot of the revolutionaries read this book and it was, it was their basically their guidebook on how they were going to form this new nation and how they're going to go about it they didn't just oh we're going to go down to the docks and we're going to take some tea and we're going to throw it over and riot and we're going to burn shit down we're going to break into the target the local target there and steal uh, corn cobs or whatever they had back then you know th there was not that shit there was some planned idea of how we're going to implement a government once we actually do this yeah, i don't see anybody knowing how they're going to do that at all and like you also mentioned before that after the revolutionary war the people that won they still got hunted down and killed later on yeah they did and it's not going to be i mean even if even if all these revolutionaries that we have now, let's say, let's imagine it, it, it goes full-fledged. I'll give you the, the dark scenario. So Seattle and actually all of California and most of the Western states, including your Arizona state there, that, that whole Western coast goes liberal, goes leftist, completely comes another nation, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so what are they going to do? Who, first of all, who's, who's gonna set the power? What are they gonna be the new rules? We, we all know are basically our rights now, but who knows what your rights gonna be under this new government? Maybe you won't have the right to speak freely. Maybe you won't have the right to use the word uh, woman. You have to use, you know, like they're doing right now, you can't use pronouns in certain right. You, you can get into trouble in some places, like schools and universities. You can get lose your job if you use the wrong gender pronoun. Oh my God, bro, yeah, that's so, fucking yeah, ridiculous. So imagine you can't say certain words because that's against the law in this nation. So now you're gonna have this max, mass exodus out of this new nation. Imagine they don't let you out. Cause that's what happened during for example, World War II, when they split up the Berlin, you had the Berlin Wall, the Russian mm. side, and they said, look, we're not letting anybody out because we need you guys workers. So you're going to stay in here. So if you're stuck on that side of the border and you don't want to be on that side of the border, you might be stuck there. <laughs> like the people stuck in the autonomous zone. Yeah, they're stuck there. So there's all kinds of crazy shit that go on. And then the fact that you're going to have to run your own nation and, and maybe, maybe this side of the nation says, okay, we're going to cut up all the power. We're going to take the the nuclear power away, the electrical power. Now you got to start your. You think they got enough engineers and stuff over there in Hollywood to know how to do that? You think Brad Pitt knows how to start up an electrical generator? I don't. Think. <laughs> he, he played one on TV. He don't think he knows how to do it. In, in real hey, what about MacGyver? Yeah, but I think he's a little too old. Maybe wheelchair. <laughs> he has a badass wheelchair all rigged out. So these people haven't planned this out. It's scary because. And then you'll have all these different factions fighting for attention, which you had a little bit of that in the revolution. You did have some people who wanted a big giant government that controlled everything. And then you had the people who wanted states' rights and you wanted to have the more of a uh, decentralized government. That was basically the big fight between the revolutionaries that people actually won. That was their own internal fights they had. Yep. So basically, you know, like, you know, I just want people to know they like, hey, I feel you. I'm with you. You know, the police brutality and racism, fuck yeah, I'm with you. But if you want to do something about it, protesting, okay, yeah. And but rioting and looting, take that up with the fucking government. And some people are, but yeah. like we said, I don't agree with the looting. But, uh, and also think about it, guys. Like, if you really overthrow the government, if they defund the police in Washington, Seattle, if they defund the police, what the fuck are people going to do? Like, think about it, guys. Yeah, imagine, you, imagine if there's no police. What if there's no police and no authority at all anymore in most of these states? 
And so you come up to somebody, you look at them wrong. You stupid ass. You say something like that. And then they just shoot you. You have no recourse. What are you going to do? Yep. And shoot you for no reason now. At least now, most of the time, you're going to get shot. Most of the time, it's for something you can say, well, yeah, I kind of deserve that. You know? <laughs> no. <laughs> now, if they just shoot you because you look at them wrong, you have no recourse at all. Imagine you're in the autonomous zone and you accidentally call a chick, a girl, or a woman, and she's like, what? I identify as a man, then fucking shoots you or some <laughs> shit. And then the, then the government, whatever government they have in the zone, well, she was within her bound to do that and kill you because you didn't call her by her right pronoun. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, then what? Another right? <laughs> yeah, more rights. Well, that's what happened again, and not get too historical on you, but if anybody goes back and looks at the French Revolution, because you had the American Revolution going on in 1776, and the French saw the, all the shit that was going on over here in America, and they wanted that kind of freedom too. But their problem was sort of like we have now. Instead of black against white and such, they had rich against poor over there. And so they were constantly fighting back, and there was the poor would win, the rich would win, the poor would win, the rich would win. And they would, when the rich would win, they would start killing off the poor and putting them in guillotines. When the rich would win, they would kill off the poor and vice versa. Eventually, everybody got sick of it and, and, and stabled itself out, and, and they said, look, we're all going to quit killing each other. Maybe that's what will happen here. Maybe eventually everybody will get sick of all the different rioters and all. Okay, yes, you have a legitimate beef, but, you know, enough's enough. Enough's enough. Get back to some kind of form of civilization, stable society. We're sick of it. Yeah. And it, it, it's funny because a lot of things you see in the movies – they were far-fetched. They're all kind of coming into place where now it's becoming fucking reality. Like, have you seen those, um, fuck, I can't believe I fucking forgot the name, yo. Um, the Purge. Have you seen the Purge yeah, uh, election year? Yeah, I've seen almost all of them, I think. So, and it's funny because I seen all these pictures of, uh, you know, the, the protests going on of cars on fire, buildings on fire and people like standing in front of it. It looks like from that fucking movie purge election year and it's yeah. election year, yo. Yeah. What if it becomes a natural, the so-called new normal where basically we just got to put up with the fact that any moment a city could get burnt down, we have to build it back up again. I mean, I'm yep. even further out in the woods if that starts happening. Yeah, right. And all these people saying, you know, fuck them stars. They got insurance. And then pe I'm like, I'm telling people like, you know, because some people argue with me online. I'm like, why are you destroying your own community? How's that helping you? And they're like, fuck the city. You know, they're going to have to pay for it. And I'm like, yeah, but guess out of whose pocket? Yours, buddy, your taxes. Yeah, I want to follow these people around because I guess I bet guarantee you almost. They have the latest iPhone. You know, they have all this latest. They, they eat three meals a day. You know, they, they're probably wearing designer clothes, all this shit. And they still go to these sto some other store that they didn't burn down across town. You know, come on now. You hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Uh huh. Yeah. So it's crazy times, man. And um, I right now it's too early to tell, like you were saying, you know, um, We'll find out if it's yeah. Keep an eye on the on the on the rally on the nineteenth. That'll be one. Uh, keep an eye on the the zone out there in Seattle and see what the government does with that, or if they just try to let it fizzle out, if it spreads or not. Because now people are there's actually some people on the on the right are saying we ought to we ought to change up this and, and take over a certain portion and see if the 
Because right now, most of the media is saying, oh, well, it's okay. It's more like a party. It's not a violent thing. They're just kind of having a summer party there. Even the mayor said they're, that the, that zone, they're having like sort of like a summer, summer festival. What the hell? They have armed people running around. That's not a summer festival. It's not Woodstock. That's not Burning Man. Yeah. <laughs> so people on the right are saying, well, maybe we should do the same thing and see if the media treats us the same way, which they wouldn't, obviously. Oh, fuck no, dude. Be labeled as terrorists right yeah. away. Both, both, and both of them really should be, either one of those, because this the United States of America, not all these independent little countries that we're trying to carve out here. Yeah, and like the anarchy, you know, I think it's kind of cool, like, to go against the government and be like, fuck you, and push back, and the government be like, all right, go ahead, you do you. You know what I mean? That's cool, but like you were saying, now these people are, you have to show ID, and they're gating it off, and like, fucking like okay dude now you're fucking worse than the police you're protesting against you know yeah the, the very thing they claim they were you become the monster you're trying to defeat most of the time and i say that in the book basically you got this revolutionary who's you spends all his time fighting against and then he ends up becoming the very thing he hated yeah and you showed many examples of people that did you know yeah there are all kinds of look, look at the what's his name che guarvo that's his name I say it right. Uh, who? Che Guarvo. Guarvo. Did I say it correctly? You don't know this guy? I, I don't know that guy, dude. Come on <laughs> now. Come on now. He's your famous Latino. The guy's usually a black and red on the t-shirt. No. Damn, I don't know, dude. You're not a very good Latino. I'm going to take back your Latino card. You, right. You I'm going to have to have Biden tell you you ain't Latino. I'm a gringo. Yeah, I'm a gringo. <laughs> I tell people I'm a Mexican gringo. <laughs> so I don't know if we solved any problems or any of this. Um, hopefully unpack some things, get people to think about things. We're, we're, we're a Latino guy and a, a white guy with big fat lips talking about these things and, and hopefully making people think we're not racist. As far as I know, yes, we have our own biases, but you can't get away from some of your biases. You just got to realize you have them, first of all. We have some of our own biases, but hopefully we're not unmovable biases. We can be rational and think, oh, well, if I was in this position, like I said, I, I sympathize even with the outright rioters and stuff. Like you just said, I think it would be cool to riot to some degree, but if you don't have a plan, you don't plan to do anything with it, all you're doing is being an asshole. That's all you're really doing. Uh-huh. And you really want to poke that hornet's nest? You know, it's yeah. fucking yeah. murder hornets. <laughs> yeah, and then cry when they actually come and take you. Take you. He, he took away my rights. He knocked me down. He shot me. He, he shot me with rubber bullets. He Whatever the... Whatever they end up going to do with you, you you might be deserving it because you took it to that limit. Yeah, and then how are you going to take your kid to a riot and then complain that they pepper sprayed your kid? It's like, yeah. why are you going to put your child in that situation, yo? Like, yeah. you're not protecting your child. Have you ever been to a concert? Okay. Oh, yeah, just going to a concert where you're packed in there, you're shoulder to shoulder, you can barely move. I mean, even that's dangerous. Just, if the crowd just starts jumping up and down, they're going to smash somebody, let alone a riot. Hey, it's funny you mentioned that. In 2008, I saw Metallica, and uh, we broke one of the records here in Tucson for, like, the, the most amount of people in uh, Pima County Fairgrounds. I can't remember how many it was, like, twenty or 30,000 people, but it was fucking packed, all right? Like you said, shoulder to shoulder. And so there was other bands like Scars on Broadway, and I, I can't remember which other ones. It was... Cause it was KFMA day. So it's like an all day event with like 10 bands and Metallica was at the very end. So uh, all these bands played and 
Uh, people got wild. Uh, people in the front row were passing out because the crowd was pushing them against the gates. So they had to stop the show, and they're like, everybody back up. There's people unconscious here in the front. And so the unconscious people, they just started picking them up, and they crowd surfed them to the back. And they just kept crowd surfing them. And when the crowd ends, they just fucking throw them. <laughs> see, see, this, here's this. This is not even supposed to be a violent event, and look what happens. Let alone a violent event, you're going to take your child to it. That's almost yeah. that's child neglect right there. And it was wild because uh, when Metallica was supposed to come on, they took like an hour to come on stage. So everybody's shoulder to shoulder. It's fucking hot as fuck. People are agitated, waiting for Metallica. They're pissed off at the band because they're not coming on the show. So imagine waiting in silence, like in a fucking crowd for an hour, and it's hot as fuck. Oh yeah, like, I heard about that. And then they came out and they played their new album, which was a which a which was a country album or something. Oh, um, I, th this was right country album. <laughs> Metallica show tune, <laughs> show tune album. There's the no business, show business. <laughs> and uh, but but while we're waiting, like I saw the whole crowd turn on this poor guy. It was a native guy, and he's all drunk. He was double fisting beers, and while everybody's waiting, he kept screaming like, "Fuck your yeah, Metallica! Metal up your fucking ass!" Around! And people are like, "Shut the fuck up!" And they're like, "This dude's fucking annoying." They're like, "Yeah, huh?" And everybody's like, "Hey, let's push him out of the crowd." And he's like, "No, no, please, no!" And everybody pushed him out. <laughs> so and, and, the, and like you were saying it's just a fucking concert you know, yeah. and, and they weren't even trying to be violent so now you get violence going on mixed in there especially people who like want to sucker punch people and stuff for no reason <laughs> yeah you know maybe they don't even care whether they're sucker punching somebody who's technically on their side I just want to go down and sucker punch somebody because they know they could get away with it. Yeah, because they can get away with it. That's all they want to do. I never, I never sucker punch somebody. So I'm gonna go downtown during all this riot, and I'm gonna stand in the crowd, and I'm gonna find somebody and go sucker punch them. <laughs> little do you know, they're holding little, their little Susie was holding, they're holding little Susie by their hand. You didn't see her down there. You sucker punch somebody's mom. She falls to the ground. And there's little Susie. My mommy. You know. So yeah, <laughs> taking little Susie to the rallies. So um. Hey, Rod, thanks for your knowledge, man. I mean, I'm, I'm glad, you know, I, I love having you on, man. You know your shit. And that's why I really wanted to do this episode with you because uh, you really know what you're talking about. I appreciate it. We'll see. And if uh, if it gets really bad, I you you can hide out here. I got a place for you. Sweet. All we'll right. go shooting in the forest. <laughs> Just stay away from the Black Panthers and the kind of <laughs> All right. And uh, any, any, any final thoughts, man? The final thoughts is just, you know what, you know, it really boils down to the human race. You know, I was, I, I get that. There, we've had our history. Black people, white people, Chinese people, Hispanic people, all had our history. It's, nobody's innocent here and anything. We didn't, we didn't get into the whole, you know, how there was a black slave trade ahead of time before. We didn't get it all up. There's all this stuff that's all part of our history. And we just need to go ahead and accept that part. So, yeah, what I get annoyed by is, as, as a former Christian is that, Christianity has this concept where you basically you confess your sin and then it's forgotten about. Well, that doesn't help you grow any. Rather, absorb that sin. Oh, yeah, I was that person at one point, but now I'm not. And I do acknowledge I'm that person, and that was part of who I am. We need to do more of that instead of trying to purge our history from ourselves. 
And we did say, okay, yes, that did happen, but now we're better for it. You know, so that, I think we need to get to that point instead of constantly trying to purge who we were and who, who history was and everything else and then forget about it and it happen, happen over and again in the future. I love it, Rod. All Very right. wise words, man. And um, hey, where can people get your books, man? Uh, Roderick.com or Amazon. Just look for Roderick Edwards, the guy with the big fat lips, white guy. <laughs> You'll, you won't. That'll be the first thing you say. Damn, he was right. That guy has some big ass fat lips. <laughs> I should make that my new logo of stuff. Not even put my picture on there. Just big fat lips in the corner of the pages. <laughs> oh my God, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right, man. Well, thanks again for being on, man. And you have a good one, bro. You too. Peace. Peace. everyone thanks for tuning in and if you'd like to support this podcast you can find me at anchor.fm slash screaming chewy gmail.com there'll be three options for a monthly subscription first one i believe starts at a dollar a month yo yeah dollar a month yeah and if you don't want to that's cool you can follow me on facebook and youtube screaming chewy show for some memes some more videos for episodes and behind the scenes kind of deal, right? You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy, so I should probably change it. But it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace.